Hi there. Thank you for choosing to listen to this sermon. We pray that God would use this as an added resource to benefit you in conjunction with you belonging to a local church near you. This sermon was preached at Central Baptist Church, Pretoria. 130 years of believers loving God, caring for one another, and impacting the world. So we are in the last day of, of the year, and I don't know how you're going to spend the you know the the new new year um and some people for some people is a big thing for others it's not um here in south africa i have found that it's not too much of a big deal uh coming back coming from brazil it is you have to spend it in a way special they uh, some wear white you know and uh, to superstitions and in peru uh, growing up in Peru, um, they had a belief that you have to wear yellow underwear in <laughs> on New Year's <laughs> Eve in order for you to have a, a blessed, uh, a, a, a lucky time, a lucky year uh, to come. So I don't know if you're coming to the watch night service or not. Um, but 10 years ago, uh, here's a picture of... Where Melissa and I were in in, in the beach in Rio, and um, what Rio does is actually <clears throat> the uh, municipality they they organize fireworks more than ten fifteen tons of fireworks that go on for about uh, twelve to fifteen minutes, and so many people will go to to the beach. And, and just stand there, families gather around, uh, and that's how we, we spent, uh, uh, our New Year's Eve, uh, 10 years ago. It was the first time Elisa went, uh, to, to Brazil. And the reason I put fireworks is because when we speak about the word wonder, is one of the first things that maybe it's like what is like wow magnificent and, and wonderful and 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 you literally there just standing and looking at these fireworks go off for 12 minutes and 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 it is just wonderful and it's amazing and and today what would like us to maybe recapture you know where what i want to stir our hearts is in the wonder of who God is. He is a wonderful God. We sometimes can get used to coming to through the church and doing the things. And the awe just seems to dim. And the wonder is sometimes lost. Now there are there are churches that will try to maybe restore this all by a magnificent display of lights and smoke machines and, and all kinds of things. Uh, those things are not bad in itself. Um, but God does not need help to show Himself wonderful. He is wonderful. And, and so I want us to, to go through this text and maybe may the Lord um, stir our hearts in in terms of how wonderful He is. 
just for a little bit of context, Paul and Barnabas had been set apart um, by the church and they were going, um, in a sense, from city to city preaching the gospel. What was making them go from city to city was that they were <laughs> being um, mistreated and persecuted. And so they would <laughs> go. So in um, in the beginning of chapter 14, they are at Iconium and... What happens was they, they preached and then some Jews got upset and they mistreated them so they, they left from, to go to Lystra. And that's where we find ourselves in. And, and as we read, you saw that, um, probably the same, uh, troublemakers, Jewish troublemakers that were in Iconium come then to Lystra, stirs the crowd again, they stone Paul, um, leave him for dead, um, but psych, he wasn't dead, and and he goes with Barnabas to um, to Derbe, and again he goes on to to preach the gospel there. Now, this this passage is very similar to Acts chapter three and Luke seems to be showing a little bit of a, a comparison or, or in a sense, a affirmation of Paul's apostleship in, in showing this uh, account. Similar to Peter and John uh, at the door of the beautiful. Remember, he, uh, he, he, they healed a cripple. Gold and silver I have not, but what I have I give unto you. And then, and very similar um um, passages between Acts chapter three and Acts chapter fourteen, but let us let us spend some time to see here the wonder of God that we serve a God of wonder. And so, what does God do in this passage? First, let's look at this supernatural hand of God at work. And the first thing I want us to notice is in verse 9, that he listened to Paul speaking, that's talking about the beggar, and Paul looking intently at him and seeing that he had faith to be made well, said in a loud voice. Here, we see the Spirit of God somehow showing Paul by just a look. He has faith to be made well. And, and Paul then goes on to, to speak to him uh, in, 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 um, and heal him. But have you ever thought about this, how amazing this is. This is not normal. This is not natural that Paul would just look intently to someone and the Spirit of God will, will show he has enough faith to be healed. That is the hand of God. And, and, and the word here to be made well in, in the Greek could be to be healed or to be saved, but the the context uh, shows us that you know it's probably speaking more of of um, uh, healing. But imagine this happening to us: the spirit of God giving such insight 
and discernment like that. And you may think, ah, oh, man, this is, that is just Paul. I want to read from you, for you, uh, uh, an experience that the great preacher Charles Persian, who many of you would, would know, experienced. And he, and this is from his autobiography. And it says, and he's speaking about Spurgeon. He suddenly broke off from his sermon subject. So Spurgeon was preaching. He suddenly broke off and pointing in a certain direction said, Young men, those gloves you are wearing have not been paid for. You have stolen them from your employer. And then carried on preaching. At the close of the service, a young man, looking very pale and greatly agitated, came to the room which was used as a vestry and begged for a private interview with Spurgeon. On being admitted, he placed a pair of gloves upon the table and tearfully said, It's the first time I have robbed my master, and I will never do it again. You won't expose me, sir, will you? <laughs> it would kill my mother if she heard that I had become a thief. Now, that's not normal. <laughs> that is the Spirit of God working and doing something like that. That is wonderful. That stirs up wonder. It is amazing. And I've been reading through the book of Acts, and I've been really challenging in my spiritual work. I want to be filled by, by the Spirit in such a way that He leads me in extraordinary ways. Now, I know that miracles don't happen every day. That's why they're miracles. Otherwise, it would be just normal life. They are not the norm. But we do serve a great and powerful God. So firstly we see that God gave Paul this discernment to see faith in this crippled man. But secondly is the healing. This man was crippled from birth. And he was healed, which is amazing. He, we don't know how old he was, but, but he was a man, so that means he wasn't a small uh, teenager. It's been many years, um, and he he was healed, which is amazing, supernatural. For the first time ever, he felt strength in his legs. He could finally wiggle his toes. <laughs> and the Bible says that he jumps and leaps and begins to walk. That is also amazing. Because I'm sure you've heard and or even seen in movies. Someone gets injured and, and can't walk. They have to go through months of physiotherapy. To learn how to walk again. This man had never walked in his entire life. And he jumps up and begins to walk. And that means at least two steps there. That is amazing. This is the great God we serve. Third, 
Thirdly, we, we see that Paul reminds us here of God's amazing work in creation in verse 15. Um, who made heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. Can, can you even imagine how much power does it take to create the universe that we live in? From the great big stars to the tiny little ants that walk into your hand. Paul says in verse 16 that it is God who gives rain from heaven in fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness in words, even to, and, and, and here verse 16 um, sometimes become, has become a, a debate among theologians in terms of um, common grace, but, but what he's speaking here is that God is, is giving rain for believers and unbelievers. He's sustaining life on earth. He is a great, wonderful God. This is the God that we serve. This is the God that we come here on a Sunday together to worship and adore. And this is the God that we say that we have surrendered our lives to. And so I want to remind us that this great God, this is the God we serve, that that He is real, that He is amazing that He is wonderful, that He deserves all the honor and glory. And, and I, I can't wait to, to see Him face to face. I was reminded in a book that I've been reading uh, of the beatific vision. And that is, that is that, that time when we finally see Jesus, our Savior. I can't wait to see my Savior. It's that that sight that makes happy. We serve a real great God. If you hear nothing else from this sermon, just rem- I hope that you're reminded of what a great and amazing God He is. What is the human response to this supernatural event that has just occurred? So, Paul and Barnabas um, are used by God, and this crippled man is healed. And how do people respond? Uh, I went on online and, and tried to look on these chats, uh, you know, those uh, public forums. What do, how do people respond to supernatural things, you know? And... Um, and I was scrolling through the answers. And how they respond to supernatural things or, or supernatural people, in a sense. And there was one comment that, that caught my attention. And it said this. They would be feared, worshipped, obeyed, and resisted. As always, main, mankind will be divided into factions. <laughs> and, and I think that is, is probably accurate. You know, if something supernatural happened here, even today, I think 
it, there will be divided opinions. I don't think everyone will be like, wow, that's amazing. There will be a couple of skepticals and it's like others trying to prove it in a different way and things like that. And um, But what is the response of the people once they see uh, what has just happened? And so from verse 11 to 13, and then the crowds saw what Paul had done. They lifted up their voices saying in Lyconian, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. Barnabas they called Zeus and Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker. And the priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance to the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifice with the crowds. So, what was their response? Well, here they wanted to worship Paul and Barnabas. They thought... Paul was Hermes and Barnabas was Zeus. So, by the way, it, there seems to have there, there seems to have had a, there had been a, a myth of at one point Zeus and Hermes had visited the, those people, and now after seeing this, they they thought uh, Barnabas who was Zeus and Paul Hermes. Um, Hermes was the son of Zeus with another. Um, God and it, Hermes was considered to be the the God who speaks on behalf of the other gods, and so because Paul was the chief speaker, the main speaker, they thought, okay, he's Hermes, and and so they the crowds were ready to worship them. They saw the miracle, and the, the priests came, brought the oxen, and they were ready. To offer sacrifice. Was this the right response to miracle? Oh, actually, yes. It, it's kind of is the right response to to miracle, but it was the wrong object of worship. They wanted to worship, but they they wanted to to worship um, men. Similar in, in chapter 3, the people were amazed by John and, and Peter after the, the, they healed the, the cripple. And so they said, the gods must have come down to us. And I, I, must, I must be honest with you, I've read the, the whole Bible more than once. And I honestly never clicked that the Bible did reference to Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I was going through this, like, wow, okay. And <clears throat> but they got the wrong object of worship. Their instinct response was right of of wanting to worship, and and so this scene, if you think about it, they spoke in Lyconian, and 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 some of the scholars say that's why the, there was a, in a sense delayed. Response from um, uh, from Paul and Barnabas because they probably didn't understand what what they shouted. Only w- once they <laughs> started bringing the oxen that they realized what was was going on. And then and so Paul and Barnabas tear their clothes and and say uh, and said, "No, oh, no." Um, 
by the time they understood, things had progressed. A few years ago, I, I went to, I, I had a somewhat similar experience. A friend of mine had invited us um, to, uh, there was kind of like a worship evening, and different churches were invited to, to come and do one or two songs and, and have, uh, yeah, just a, a time of, of worship together. So the youth band of Rosettenville Baptist Church, we went there um, to, this, to this place and to the church and we, we played our songs and it was a blessed time. Um, and then there was the, the sermon and after the sermon, this pastor um, he invites all the worship leaders of the different churches to come to the front. And, yeah, okay, didn't think anything of it. I came to the front. And, um, and I honestly don't remember the exact words that he said. Um, but it was not for us to pray for any people was for people, something on the lines of, come and pray at the feet of these worship leaders that you you will get some of the blessing or anointing. I, I don't remember the exact words. And as he's saying these things, as a proper Baptist, my heart, my heart, it's like, what do I, what do I do this? I was like, should I just walk out? Uh, should I go and sit down? Um, you know, pardon me, I don't want to offend anyone. Uh, I, I don't know if, if it happened today, I probably would have reacted differently. And at the same time, I'm praying, please don't let anyone come, <laughs> come to my feet. Um, and, and I basically, and, and unfortunately people did come. And I, uh, what, what I did was I just, I stepped back as back as I could, I could go. And it was a horrible feeling because I was like, this is not right. This is horrendous for, for someone to, to come and think that I am able to give them anything. And, and so I, I, I think, Paul and Barnabas were like had this this feeling like this is awful, and they tore their clothes, and they say these words: "We also are men of like nature with you." Say, "We also just men." And these words, brothers and sisters. These words that they spoke, they're actually the reason why I chose to, partly why I chose to preach this, this message today. We also are men. This, this, um, this word here of like nature with you, it's a, it's a Greek word that only appears twice in the whole, in the whole of uh, the New Testament. In the, the other uh, time it appears is in, in James 5.17 that says Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. That's, that's the Greek word. There. And he prayed fervently that it might not rain and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. 
point Paul is trying to say here is simple yet profound. Don't worship me, I'm just like you. And, and maybe through your mind right now, you're just thinking, Isaac, we don't worship men. We're not that naive. You might not do it explicitly, but how often have we trusted men rather than God? First Thessalonians 2, 4 says, But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. Galatians 1.10 For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If, we, if I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. And so I, I have been challenged by these words... We are just men. Who are you living for? Who are you living for? Who do you put your ultimate trust in? Is it your boss, your clients? Who do you put your hope in? I I was I was challenged by this in in in, in the sense that thinking about Provision of salary. Am I doing this work to please you, the congregation, to please my earthly boss, Pastor Charles? Or am I leaving and doing this for God? And it is God who sustains me. It is by Him that I have clothes and food on my table. My trust, your trust, needs to be ultimately on God, because the rest are just men like you. No matter who is it, even here in the context of of the church, at some point, I will probably disappoint you. Maybe I I didn't care enough. Maybe I didn't pray for you enough. Didn't show interest. Maybe cut you off. Didn't respond to a WhatsApp message. Or didn't like a video that you sent me. Please forgive me. (laughs) At some point, I, I will disappoint you. But... Put your trust in God because the rest are just men in all areas of your life. I don't know if you're getting this. This is what Paul and Barnabas said. Don't, don't. We have the same nature as yours. And, and, and that Greek word actually can also be translated, we have the same passions as you. you know, it's, we're not in a different level. None of us. Put your trust and faith in God. Where do you look for help? Who are you trusting the most? Are you going to your knees first? It's not wrong and bad to ask for help. But where is your faith? 
being laid on others, on your boss, on your work, the strength of your hand. I lift up my eyes to the hill. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. All of us, the rest of us, will fall short. Live for God. Put your trust in God. But lastly, remember the mission. You and I can be caught up on the miracle. On, on, the, on the amazingness of what God is doing. You know, and, and God does wonderful things. You know, two or three weeks after seeing finish, I was still reminiscing. Ah, oh, man, that was a glorious night. <laughs> it was so, so wonderful. <laughs> and Paul and Barnabas could have been caught up with the wonder of what just happened. This miraculous supernatural thing that had just happened. But they stay in course. There was something that the miraculous and the signs were there for. And it was to point them to somewhere. It was to point to Jesus. It was to point for their salvation. In actual fact, um, if you read early in, in chapter 14, verse 3, So they remained for a long time speaking boldly for the Lord who bore witness to the word of His grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. I actually, the NIV um, I think makes it a, a bit more clear. It, it, it basically uh, changes the order of of how the the verse is read. But 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 basically, what the Bible is saying here, they were granted the these signs and wonders to bear witness to the word of His grace. It, it wasn't miraculous for the sake of miraculous. But it was pointed at something. Unlike things of, of today that sometimes you, you hear that is just about the hype and, and what the supernatural is. No, the supernatural is pointing to a great God and specifically is pointing to Christ. It is for Salvation of souls. And so Paul and Barnabas, they, they don't leave the crowd hanging. In other words, they don't say, don't worship me. Cheers. <laughs> no, they say, don't worship us. Let me point you to who you should worship. And so in, in verse 15, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men of like nature with you. And we bring you good news. Evangelizo. Where we, where we get a word of evangelism. 
that you should turn from these vain things to a living God. Don't worship us. This is vain. This is what you're trying to do. Those are vain things. Turn from these vain things and worship the living God. Who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. Now, this is not a Jewish crowd. This, in fact, some are believe this is one of the first pagan audiences that, that Paul is encountering. And so they don't have a clue about law and Old Testament. And so where does Paul start? With the very beginning, where we they can relate the creator of heaven and earth. And then Paul goes on and says, it is this God who gives rain. Zeus was the God of rain. <laughs> and and they say, well, it's, it's actually this God <laughs> who gives you rain and sustains you. But this response of them, of, of wanting to worship men, shows that they desperately needed the gospel. As we say, their response was right, but not the right object. See, they saw the miracle, and they just, they did just what they knew. They hadn't heard of the gospel. And although they were guilty of their sin, honestly, think many of them were sincere in their heart. They were trying to do what seemed right to them. But that just means they were sincerely wrong. Vodibokam says this, If you believe the wrong gospel, it doesn't matter how sincere you are in your belief. You are merely sincerely wrong. But, but this should give us an urge. And, and there is an urgency because there are many people that haven't heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to pray that God will give us a fresh heart for the lost. And even then it was not easy. You know, they, verse 18 says that it was, they scarcely restrained the people from offering sacrifices to them. And then the next verse is Paul is stoned. Evangelism and gospel proclamation is not easy. But brothers and sisters, it is our mission. It is not EE3's mission only. It is our mission. It's you and me. You have received the gospel. We ought to be proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. So I, I want to encourage you to join me. Um, yesterday in, in with my family, we had this family tradition. Every year we set up a list of requests uh, that we pray throughout the year. And at the end of the year... We see what has God answered, what carries on over, um, and then new requests for the new year. So we do this every year with with my family, actually, and 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 it was just a blessing and rejoicing this year to tick off master's degree after many many years. In fact, Melissa, who who was typing uh, in the begin in the end of last year, she said. Isaac to really finish his master's uh, this 
this year. But one of the things that I, I have put, and I, I want you to, to maybe add this to your list for 2024. Lord, give me one soul in 2024. And I know that seems little for a whole year and we want more. But, Lord, give me one soul. I want to leave one person at least to Jesus Christ in, in 24. I, I want to share the gospel of, of Jesus Christ. At least one person is going to be going to heaven because I've shared the gospel. And when you do leave, please share it with me because I want to rejoice with you. I want to be in awe and wonder of what God has done. And we need to we need to do that. We need to rejoice when baptisms happen or when people give their lives to the Lord. I know we're conservative, but we need to rejoice and because it is wonderful. It is a miraculous thing. The fact that God changes your heart and my heart, that is miraculous. And all and ought to be, we ought to be worshiping God for that. So in, in conclusion, God is an awesome and almighty God. Let us worship Him and be in awe of Him. Let us remember to be worshiping Him alone. Not to put our faith in man ultimately, but in Christ. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And, and if you repent of your sins and put your faith in Him, you'll be forgiven of all your transgressions and will receive eternal life. He alone is worthy of your worship and devotion. And let us preach the gospel. Let us remember our mission. Let us remain in course. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we are in awe of how great and amazing and wonderful you are. How you have been good to us, Lord. You're sustaining us every day. We have much to give thanks to you. And, and, and we, we want to worship you and adore you and, and glorify your glorious name, God. So Lord, would you, would you help us to be in awe of you and what you do, Lord. To worship you alone. Lord, give us the boldness and courage to, to share Christ. Not to be in fear of men, but to, fear, to be in fear of God. And carry on with, with our mission to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, give us a heart for the lost. Lord, Lord, give us souls. Give us souls. Help us to make disciples, Lord. Lord, we cannot do any of this by our own strength. We thank you for grace. We thank you for Christ. And we worship and adore you. In the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. Find out more about Central Baptist Church at www.central.org.za.